You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Welcome to the Michigan Wild Podcast. We're just here walking around. We're going to go set a tree stand. Don't worry, my dad's weird. He never shot a huge buck. I just shot a freaking big buck. Get that one. Oh, you hit him. Go get that one, Henry. Right here. All right, welcome to another episode of Michigan Wild. This is going to be the last seven days, uh, week three, and I have returning guest uh, Shane Loney. Uh, he did not make the drive this time. I would have felt pretty guilty if he did that twice, but uh, we have Shane here. How's it going, man? Doing well. How are you? Good. I'm on cloud nine because the last seven days have been pretty good for me. So uh, <laughs> A little, little bit opposite yep, for me. Yep, I... Uh, I've had two debacles, but I do not have three debacles, so we'll get into that a little bit. But yeah, I just wanted All to right. do a little quick hitter here with you because I know you, uh, from talking to you in the past, the first few weeks of October, is, you're usually pretty aggressive, and then the third week is kind of a really tough week for uh, guys and, you know, technically the lull or whatever it may be, but you can still be in on some deer or you can feel like you're in the middle of no man's land. So why don't you kind of just quick give us uh, like a season update for what you've seen and then maybe we'll just kind of start things off with and you could like that's the whole from october 1st whatever kind of some highlights if you have any yeah so it started out pretty solid um i passed two three-year-olds that were both the biggest deer i've ever passed um one both of them were probably right around 130 Um, three-year-olds yeah yeah well and one of them did get shot already (laughs) oh man (laughs) so that one backfired but i mean that's the game you play i guess but uh um yeah, so I like one of the first nights I like went back and and hunted one of my pretty good food plots and uh, 
he showed up and I passed him and, you know, saw a bunch of does, whatever. And, uh, I went and hunted it again. Um, you know, like maybe a few days later, you know, like the, towards the end of like the first week, maybe, um, I didn't hunt much right in the beginning cause of how warm it was, but then once it cooled off, I've, you know, started hunting a little bit more. Um, and yeah, I went back in again and saw the one that 10 point that he almost, he almost got it. Uh, he, he got to 25 <laughs> yards and the heart was pumping. If he would have hung around too much more, he probably, he might've gotten it. But, um, but man, like I've had a couple, like there's one real nice one. Um, I haven't had a picture of him since like the second week of September. Talked to a neighbor though, and he got a picture of him not too long ago. So I know he's still around. Um, there's a 10 point that's got a kicker off his G2 that makes him 11. Um, I've get, been getting some pictures of him. Haven't had a picture in probably four nights, five nights, maybe. Um, you know, he's just not right there. You know what I mean? Like, they're uh, for whatever reason, um, maybe it's because of how many acorns have been dropping this year. Um, like, the the couple properties that I hunt mainly, both of them don't have much for oak trees. Um, and then, like, my main property, the neighbors have some real big ridges that have a lot of oak trees. Um, and one thing I've noticed in the past, you know, like bumper crop acorns like this, like, you know, deer, especially when there's a lot of oak trees, it really spreads them out and it's hard to concentrate them. And, and you're not going to see them if you don't have those oak trees, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, as good as my food plots look and everything and little pressure I've put on them. I mean, I've probably hunted the one now like four times. So, I mean, I put a little bit of pressure on it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's, it's tough when you don't have them oak trees and, you know, them deer, they're just not right on me. You know what I mean? I, you know, they're moving in daylight somewhere, you know, like that one that I hadn't had a picture of since the middle of September. Um, like I said, my neighbor got a picture of him and he saw him uh, one night, probably like a week and a half ago now. And he saw him, it was like, he came out and he said it was like 540, you know what oh, I mean? Geez. So he was moving the whole last hour of daylight, at least, if not a little bit more um yep. you know so it's it's one of them things i feel like they're they're moving it's just you know they're not right on top of me you know so yeah, it makes it hard to kill them <laughs> the, yeah those like that's the you know people you know sometimes asking like how come you like like the first two weeks of october so much like it can be so it's difficult well you have to have the right property for one like we've talked about and you have a really you have a, a decent property but then two it's it is hit or miss just because of the mm-hmm. good one year early October doesn't mean it's going to be good every year. And right, yeah, no those, doubt. And those acorns drop in like I have a bunch of them too. And it was, it's been kind of funny because I, you know, when you attack a property early uh, in the year, you know, let's say a 10 day window, you can just watch it change day to day. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, once they figure out that those, the acorns are somewhere and they don't and it's kind of weird they don't like all acorns it's like certain ones mm-hmm. they really key in on and it just spreads yep. them all out and when yep. they're spread out in early season with lots of deer in the area it's hard to hunt them because you're blowing right. deer out you're you don't want to get too aggressive because they're all scat like you said they're the does and the spikes and the four pointers they're just walking around three o'clock four o'clock in the afternoon scooping up acorns or whatever else it's it's hard right. to sneak into a good spot right like it's hard yeah it's just it's hard to you know, when you've only got a couple deer that you're willing to kill, you know, and if and they're not right on top of you, you know, it makes it really hard to see them. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. um, I've been seeing deer every time, especially them first couple hunts. You know, I did see quite a few deer, and like I said, a couple three year olds. And like last night, I went, um, 
and saw a three-year-old and like another two or three nice two-year-olds, you know, and it's like, like deer are moving, you know, it's yes. not, that's not the question. It's just a matter of if they're right on top of you and, you know, if you're where they want to be and, you know, I run a lot of trail cameras and, you know, you would think if I were getting some pictures or, you know, if they were on me a little bit more, I'd be getting some more pictures of them, I guess. Um, now there is one other buck that I, you know, haven't, super like keyed in on but he's a five-year-old um he's missing a back foot so i i've known him since 2020 he lost his foot uh his rack's grown goofy since but the left side if his right side matched his left side he'd probably be like 100 and like 38 100 like low 140s eight point you know so wow. he's a nice deer and so it's like i bet i early on i was getting a lot of pictures of him but i was you know kind of hunting towards the back for the mother couple bucks and uh I was like, oh, I'll, I'll make my way back to the front and kill him at some, or, you know, try to kill him at some point. And then all of a sudden he just quit showing up on camera. I was like, gosh, dang it. Like that, you know, I might've missed an opportunity there. Cause he was in there. It was like every morning just about. And so like, that's the thing too. You're so scared of hunting him in the mornings, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I did get a picture of him last night for the first time in like four or five days. So nice. I'm, there's hope for him. I'm, I actually might go in tomorrow morning. Um, and and try to get them but we'll see you're in the you're in the morning window probably right like now that we're, we're yeah starting yeah. the fourth week of october like yeah more, i've i only hunted i mean i hunted some mornings up until right today uh like only two serious ones though like the other mm-hmm. ones are more like i'm just sneaking into a spot overlook a big area or yeah. a preset right by the house so it's just like i want to go hunting and I'll see if i can shoot a doe kind of a thing mm-hmm. um but yeah, when you're talking about the trail cam thing, I've, or not necessarily that, but kind of twofold, like with the trail cam picks and with trying to find a buck, I've burned a lot of sits trying to go after the wrong deer because, you know, maybe right. it's a characteristic or I really dig how big he is or something. And then I've also, so then I've like burned sits on that. Well, there's probably more killable bucks, you know, yeah. close by. But that's kind of like what you got to do as a hunter, as you journey, your journey through the fall, you know, you got to make these decisions and what, whatever keeps you happy, yeah. I guess. But yeah, so, no doubt. so like, let's, let's kind of break down the last like seven days. If, how many hunts did you end up going on? Um, I don't know. I've been a handful. I've, I have sat two mornings now. Um, and I've had decent mornings, you know, like if I haven't seen any real good bucks or anything, uh, you know, I, I've hunted a, a couple evenings. Um, I hunted like probably about seven days ago, uh, man, I hunted a bean field. Well, so I can see my beans, like the property I can hunt to the South, like are kind of all to the South of me. And from where I can sit, I can see the neighbor's beans to my North. And normally I go and sit that stand. I see like 30 deer a night, you know, cause just cause I see so much. Um, and I only saw like 15 and I, you know, it just felt slow. You know, I did see one two-year-old, but it's like, man, out of all these beans, not one, like, three-year-old or anything, you know what I mean? And uh, it was a pretty nice night, you know, like, weather-wise, it was cool and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a rough night. You know, I like I said, I've been going and seeing some deer just, you know, like I said, the bucks that I want to kill just aren't right on top of me, you know. Big boys, so I'd, yep. Yeah, I'm hoping that change is coming up soon, so. Yeah, and it's like one of those things, like – I mean, you, you understand this, but my confidence level is if he's here, I'm going to kill him, you know, or I'm going to see him. But the problem is we don't have these giant chunks where you have like a lot of opportunities. Like, you know, you can't necessarily like some spots I can kind of like progressively hunt into the property, 
but like for the most part it's like you don't have that freedom you have to kind of like be strategic about it so you could be thinking oh man everything's right your access is great wins perfect you know you're set up good but if he's not in this little betting pocket you could do everything right and you're never going to see him so it's like right. such a such a game to try to get that right. especially like what you're saying like your movement's kind of slow because you know that third week of october is a really difficult time to hunt because of what you just explained acorns are starting to drop in places that you're not used to it you know there's there might be a lot of other deer stacked up in certain areas so you don't really feel like blowing into the place because mm-hmm. then you're going to be then you why do it now when you can just wait a couple of weeks maybe when it's a little more pre-rut or that november time frame so there's a lot of things that kind of stack against you the first right. two weeks of october it's like hey i got the early season pattern kind of going on they're really hitting green food sources still they're kind of still grouped up and they will move in daylight a little longer because days are longer and they're not pressured as much but right now we're in that that mix this third week where they're starting to feel each other out like i don't know if you've seen like more scrapes or more rubs but like the little bit of honey i did it just yeah just been blowing up you know like Mm -hmm. with scrapes and rubs so it's kind of that hard time but like you said if you're not right on top of a deer it's hard to uh hard to make a a move and i think i hunted i hunted last sunday and i had a very similar hunt to like what you were talking like i felt like i was in a good spot where i could see and I didn't, I didn't even see the first, the first deer until about 30 minutes before dark. And it was a little six pointer or something. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was kind of quick, like a bunch of does kind of moved yeah. through, but it was so late. So then I kind of was like, okay, um, you know, something's changing here. So then I kind of waited and I didn't, I hunted like another evening hunt, just like the last hour behind my, or yeah, I can hunt behind my house, but it's like down the road a little bit. So I can like see pretty far. It's mostly just like a, just a doe area. Sometimes I get a good buck. So that was like, I'm going to go see if I can find a doe. Hunted there, not a deer. I got skunked. First time I've been skunked there in a long time. So that kind of told me like, okay, something's going on. And I just kind of just assumed it was, you know, the the way the deer were, like you're saying, going through this change. So then I changed my approach and I waited until this weekend, like Sunday, to hunt again. So that would be the 22nd. And uh it was, yeah, because I had a couple, I think I had like three bad hunts. Not like bad, like I screw anything up, but just like lacking movement when I want to see. So I was like, okay, there's something's changing. And I went in Sunday morning and had a great hunt. Like it's a sweet little piece. I can like backdoor the property kind of as a walk a long ways. But I saw like 10 does and one like two-year-old buck and they were doing things like perfect. It was a hanging hunt in a tree. I've yeah. never hunted until this year. And it was like, okay, light bulb went off. They're no longer doing what they've been doing all year like it's right. <laughs> drastic change and when that right. happens you kind of have to like it, it's it's discouraging it can be discouraging or it can be like yes finally you know that just right. depends on how your property is yep and and that's the thing too like i don't think there's so much of a lull it's just a matter of they're changing so much you know it's just a matter of staying on top of you know yep. whatever it is they're eating whatever it is they're doing you know yep exactly so. but yeah so and then I guess I'll kind of touch base on it here a little bit because I'll probably do a podcast later about this more in depth. But mm-hmm. so after seeing all those deer move Sunday morning and I like, I'm like trying to kill a doe kind of because my confidence is just yeah. low right now. I, I have killed two does. You yeah, did? I, nice. I should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah. When did, yes, you had a quick touch on those first. When did you end up shooting yeah, does? Well, I was, I did take one little stab at, uh, um, that three legged buck or, you know, the one who's missing a foot there. And, uh, 
I had a doe come out and I was sitting on the ground actually. And, oh, uh, cause I don't have, yeah, it was like an East wind and I don't have any stands up there for an East wind. You know, I, I really don't have many good stands for an East wind, just the way the property sets up. But I went and sat on the ground and it actually worked pretty well. I had a, quite a few deer come out and not see me, but this one doe, she saw me and she was blowing at me and, um, it's right up in the front of the property, you know, kind of where that three legged buck hangs out. And, um, I was like, she started blowing at me and she was at like 30 yards and she actually started coming closer and got to like, like 23 yards and like stood there broadside blowing at me. I was like, screw this. I'm shooting her. So I shot her. Blow she goes. <laughs> yep. And then I had another one. Um, I had a guy tell me that he, uh, um, you know, he said, whatever deer you shoot, I'll, you know, I, I'll take them. Yeah. You know, like, All right. Sounds good. So I went and bought a couple more tags and had one come out and I really wasn't planning on shooting a doe, but it wasn't in like one of my good spots or anything. So, uh, she came out and man, it was just too perfect not to shoot her. You know, I, I just, love it. I got all giddy and uh, I was like, yep, Bill wants a doe. So I'm, she's going to be the one. So nice. Yep. Shot her and it was actually perfect. I, uh, shot her. So there's like this point that comes out into this field I'm sitting on and, um, she came out and, you know, it's probably, 70 yards from like the edge of the woods like where it drops down to the swamp shot her she ran and like where it drops off there's the farm lane that i usually walk back she literally jumped off of that and died right in the middle of the farm oh. lane so like i could drive right up to her didn't have to drag Perfect. her anywhere yeah, it, was, it was great <laughs> nice so, so you're feeling yeah. pretty good then i mean you got two dope yeah. kills down yeah Which, so yeah. first shot on the ground broadside how was that was that i mean have you shot a few deer with the bow on the ground before or <laughs> no not really thing? So like yeah, was, I've shot a few and it's definitely different. Like yeah, oh yeah. Where you aim, you know, you got you're not thinking of angles as much, and yeah. uh, they feel like I bet that 23 yards felt like 10 feet. You know, they feel so yeah. much closer that way. But yeah. Was that a and good shot at, and stuff too? Yeah, she was actually quartering towards me just a touch, and I hit her a little bit forward, but she probably only ran like 70 yards. Oh, so, gosh. but she did get down into the cattails. So I, I don't know. I probably had to drag her like 80 yards, but she wasn't huge or anything, so it wasn't too bad nice but then the second one was that more of how was that shot how'd that kind of play out yeah i went through the top of her heart yeah nice yeah like i said she was 27 yards i shot her and you know like i said it was perfect she probably she probably made it at least it's at least 80 yards like because she kind of looped into the field Mm -hmm. and you know heading back you know towards the swamp and hit that you know i think she was running dead you know when she was Mm -hmm. sprinting and it drops off from the field to where it drops down to like that farm lane and then to the swamp. I think she just pretty much jumped right off of it and like face planted into the lane is what it looked like, you know, effective, effective. Yeah. So yeah, now sure. just because just want to ask you the, how low did you aim on these two deer? Um, not overly, you know, I've watched the, you know, the newest trends of where you need to aim on a deer and it's like almost in the leg you know um mm-hmm. i have mixed feelings about it because i've also watched a lot of videos and had it happen where you think a deer is going to drop and they don't mm-hmm. um i think when a doe is really spooky she's gonna definitely duck but um buck wise man i have a hard time getting myself to um to aim low forward like as far as you know some of these guys like the hunting public telling you to I do know. it you know because if they don't duck you're screwed and you hit yes. where you're aiming you were screwed. So, I mean, I'm aiming at the heart, you know what I mean? I'm not aiming any lower than that, Okay. you know? And um, if, if it's a real spooky doe, then yeah, I might aim a little bit lower, but like it's hard when to a take buck your walks off out. Of deer. It's hard not right. to be hold on a kill spot. 
Yeah. What one if I get a shot at a buck, I am not aiming at his leg, I can tell you that. <laughs> mm. So because I'm asking because that you know that buck that Mr. Krabs deer I screwed up on, I yep. aimed I didn't even aim low enough for heart. I'm talking I was I was double long, you know, all day yeah. long. Never even thought about the accounting for that. So yeah. then and then that was like a 29 yard shot, probably. And he yeah, Houdini, my arrow. So like oh, and yeah. then like I shot my doe early season, you know, she was looking right at me because I had like like that at her and she looked up, you know, and I just pegged her. And she, you know, she went to leave, but it was more of a quartering two shot. So when they kind of go down, mm-hmm. you're still like driving into her. Um yeah. So yeah, I was just curious, like how your kind of mindset is on that because I've, I've I'm adding that to my repertoire of my like checklist in my head when I pull mm-hmm. back, like okay, you know, you you hit your anchor, you hit your, you know, you look at your bubble, your sight maybe or whatever that may be. And it's like okay, I need to be right there, and if it's over 25 yards, I'm gonna do what you said. I'm gonna just heart yeah. shoot because I've never been a heart shooter. I've always been a double lung shooter, like gun, right? All right. that stuff. So I think it's a good. Yeah, like, I, I just like talking to other guys, you know, and see what yeah. they like to do. I I think you know theory wise, you know, I I like like heart, you know, like kind of like low, you know, it's low, you know, like if 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 I knew that deer wasn't gonna duck, I would aim top of heart, bottom lungs area, yeah. you know, a third of the way halfway up the deer. But you know, the fact that it's probably gonna duck at least some, you know, I'm definitely aiming low. But and a lot Good of guys stuff. are, you know, like I said, like the hunting public guys, they, it's like almost the leg, you know, and if you hit high, you hit the, the vital V they call it, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like, man, you, I don't know. I think you'd take a little bit of the risk aiming up there because I'm shooting a mechanical man. So like yeah. if I hit a little bit back in the liver or something, that big old G five is going to kill him either way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if I hit the scapula, probably not, you know what I mean? So exactly. it's like, you know, I, I, I don't love how far forward they're, telling people to aim but you know it is what it is yeah i think it's all depends on your setup right like yeah. you know them guys yeah. are shooting like i you know i until this year i've been shooting a 630 green arrow with a you know you know single not single bevel but fixed blade you know one piece with a little bleeder mm-hmm. not non-vented you know and i mean you can i've zipped through everything it doesn't matter mm-hmm. i hit a doe one time and had four holes in her because she bent so far in half it went in and came out and had four holes and ended wow. up hitting her yeah it was nuts because she kind of like accordion when i hit her she had like yeah. turned and looked at me and it went in like right by her front shoulder came out like her last rib and then went back into her like back leg and then out her same <laughs> side it was crazy wow. and it, dude it broke her hip in half it was i mean wow. <laughs> it was like a 24 yard shot on like a two-year-old yeah. doe so it was like this world's giantest deer but like if i would have you know like I wouldn't even have attempted to shoot there with a mechanical because right. like you said, just like from what you know, but back in the day when I shot mechanicals, I had a 400 green arrow that was going through the air, not tuned either, you know? Right. So there's a lot of different yeah. things, but like now I've shot cording too. So like that's, I think it's kind of setup related. If you're shooting a cut on contact head, you lose surface area. So like you need to tuck that thing where there's more stuff to hit right. because you have less of a cutting area. But yeah, like mm-hmm. a big mechanical, it's tough to beat that when you put that in the rib cage. I mean, the deer right. I shot, I shot with mechanical. I just the I shot a buck Sunday night and I hit him with yeah. mechanical and the ribs perfect behind the shoulder, and it was it's pretty impressive. Like I don't, you can't at, really beat at it, that you know? point. At that point, it doesn't matter what you shoot if you hit them where you're supposed to. Yes, you know, exactly. But that's yes. that's the thing. You know, like 
if if you miss forward, you want to have a, a smaller fixed blade. But if you miss back, you want to have mechanical. Exactly. You know, so, just knowing I don't yourself. Know, I think you. I think you have because uh, I have thought about it a lot, and I think you have a a lot larger like of margin of error. You know, shooting a fixed blade and and staying back a touch. And when I say a touch, I'm I'm talking. You know maybe not just not aiming at the freaking shoulder like these yeah. guys you know like guys with a heavy arrow and you know just right on the back side of it right at the heart you know and uh i think uh, you know that to me you know seems like odds wise the best thing to do you know yeah. so what are you but, what mechanic so not all mechanicals are created equal to me how do you feel about that yeah i haven't played around with a lot of them um last couple of years i've shot a muzzy the muzzy hybrids and mm. i had pretty good luck with them um I shot two does in the guts and my buck last year in the shoulder with it, and it killed all three. <laughs> there you and, go, <laughs> uh, dude. I yeah, I've been having some issues this year though. Um, I was shooting. I went to shoot them, and I've been shooting fine with my field tips. I went to shoot them muzzies, and uh, they would flutter and go low. And I thought the blades were opening up, mm. so I went and bought Mega Meats, and uh, turns out they're doing the same thing. And I wouldn't do it unless I was like past thirty yards, you know. Like mm. it was at the longer ranges, like 30, 40 yards. It's just like, huh, I guess I have an issue. So I went and uh, had my arrows refletched and uh, shot them, shot, have shot them again. Um, and they're better, but it's not completely fixed in my opinion. So I'm going to keep my shots, you know, within 40 yards, which you yeah. should do anyways, you True. know, but uh, I don't know. I, I killed the one doe with the Mega Meat, um, the first one. And then the second one, it was before I got my arrows fletched, and um, I actually used my girlfriend's broadhead. Um, it's, you know, one of the I, – I can't remember the name of, like, the style they call them. Like you said, a single bevel. You know, it's that same style, but it's not a single yeah. bevel. They're, okay. You know, and uh, I shot her, and that's the thing. You know, I put it right through the top of her heart, and I went. I walked where she went. Like, you could see in the beans where she plowed them over, and then, like, mm-hmm. the trail she went into – and there was hardly any blood, you know, and like I said, I went through the top of the heart, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. if there's something to that or it's the fact that it wasn't a big mechanical, but I was, you know, when I shot that doe before, like I said, I hit her the first one, I hit her forward with the mega meat and dude, there's blood everywhere. You know, it was mm-hmm. the easiest track job you're ever going to have, you know? So yeah, um, but, definitely a philosophical difference. You know, what, what are you looking at to get like, every, I mean, I've shot, I've been shooting other than this year, the two deer I've shot this year, the bow, I've shot fixed blades for the past seven years, six years. Yep. So I've been, and I've done different types of fixed blades because I did, you know, like Ram cats and muzzy trocars and, um, oh, I can't think just pretty much everything until I bought these really nice, you know, they're the day six ones and okay. I've flawless. Like I, I, the reason I like those so much is because they like pop a hole through the hide kind of similar to a mechanical, like a, you know, like mm-hmm. when you shoot a deer, the mechanical, like, takes like a chunk out yeah so like you'll get a big triangle if it's a three blade or big slice and uh so i really like that concept um i just dealt with very similar thing you're talking about i got different except i did different arrows and i didn't tune my bow to them correctly and then i believe i am overspined because i just i just i messed up either how i ordered them or whatever instead of buying full length shafts and doing it myself i used like a, a arrow id thing builder and i just a little overspined so like you know my arrows you know, wagon left and right, and then it planes yeah. with a fixed blade worse because you got like wings on the front. So that's why I'm shooting the mechanicals, and yeah, they shoot great out to 65 yards. So, All right. well, which is good. See, 
and it's crazy and and i've got a couple of buddies who are like actually really good with archery stuff and like i said the two mechanicals i've shot shot have shot worse than that two blade you know single bevel style what what, what what's that style called so you have like single bevel then you have just like your regular like is that bleeder blades or is it just uh, no it's just a straight up two blade like indian looking head what do you call it could them? be a it could be a single bevel i think you're right i mean it depends on the brand but like so my day six is they're du- they're dual beveled because they don't have yeah they're, they're like a normal so yeah. like just a normal i guess fixed blade i'm not sure but are they yeah. are they vented or non-vented they are vented yeah okay. gotcha yeah. so anyways those shot better at like 40 yards that and then the archery shop i was at they gave me them tooth uh a tooth of the arrow broadhead mm-hmm. and those both shoot better from in that 30 to 40 yard range um you know, I, I was going to shoot longer today, um, but I uh, I got cut short. My buddy showed up to hunt. He hunts behind my house, and uh, the horse lady who runs the pasture, she showed up too. So I went back and shot closer. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, so I, I haven't totally – and, you know, you should have this crap figured out by now. Yep. And I tell you what, I was shooting great, or I am shooting really well uh, with a field tip, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I shot them broadheads before the season, the muzzies, and – thought I had an issue with them. So I went and got the, the dead meats and I shot them at like 30 yards and you know, 30 yards, everything's yep. still good. And so I thought I was good to go. And I ended up shooting them at like 40 one day. And, uh, you know, one thing has led to another and I'm still kind of in the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, what so what that, spine were you shooting? So these, um, so the arrows are 250 spine, the new ones. Oh, and they're like okay. closer to like five, they're just over 500 grains. Yeah. Um, which they're dramatically lighter than my 630 grain arrows. However, they're much shorter. So like my weight, you know, my spine's the same, but they're just a shorter arrow Mm -hmm. um, instead of opposed like almost a full length. So I think what I need to do is just like load up the front a little bit more and you have a little heavier in the front because Mm -hmm. I just, I've never seen an arrow. Like I've shot bows with like arrows out of tune and you, if they're like flexing too much, they kind of have like a weird look. And I'm shooting four fletch and all this stuff, so like it should be perfect yeah, for fixed blades. But yeah. it, I don't notice it until I put a nocturnal on and shoot low light. Like I can't mm-hmm. pick it up like shooting without that. And yeah. then it just you can just see that thing going left and right. And then I had to sh- and I ended up shooting it through paper. I re you know paper tuned it, and like I said, I could shoot great groups like all summer. And it was really weird. Like when I was shooting in the summertime with my broadhead, I was hitting good at like 50 yards and like 35, 37 yards. And what was happening though, that in between range that 30 to 50, like if I was 40 mm-hmm. or 45, I was like six inches off. So wow. I think my arrow was just correct. Like the fletchings were correcting it soon enough, you know, or like was just getting, or maybe it was just pure luck. I don't know why, but I can promise you if I was shooting, I, I never missed the little target at like 50 to 60 yards and the right. shots I did at 40, I was almost missing the target. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what is going on? So, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. Like we're, we're not like me shooting an arrow is not a foreign concept. So I was just like right. perplexed with it. And, you know, I ended up having to move my rest a little bit and got it shooting well. And like, you know, like I said, I'm shooting great groups still. I mean, everything's good. And now I just feel like my arrow flight's a little better, but, throw a nocturnal on there and I can still catch it. And I mean, I've tried everything I've tried. Like I give it a break. Like I waited a whole day. I go in the night time, like shoot it at the middle of the night with lights on just to try to like focus on that and just execute a great shot. And no matter what I do, that arrow is just like woo wagon. And yeah. uh, 
with a with a broadhead, like with a fuel point, I can't hardly tell it. It's there. Like I don't notice right. it only with a broadhead on. So yep. it's just a it's just a crazy fun game that we play. Yeah. But, but like you said, <laughs> yeah, keep those I've shots under 40. Big, yeah, I've never been a real big techie guy. I just I just kill shit, you know. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> like my 450 that. is like a pretty basic setup, but I yep. you know, I believe in having a good scope, you know, and I uh, got a pretty good scope, you know, Nikon and BDC reticle, whatever. Yep. Um and uh you know, I'd kill deer 200 yards all day with it, you know what I mean? Yep. And kill a bunch of them. And, uh, same my bow, man. I've never really had this issue. And, uh, here we are. And it, you know, it peeves me off, I guess. So, um, well, you know, gotta, hopefully we got it figured out enough to, to kill one. So, yep, kill one. And then you'll, if not, then you'll be going down the rabbit hole. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure yeah. all that out. But yeah. no, it, so it, I guess, I guess we'll kind of just roll into Sunday night for me. So, yeah. Um, so after seeing a great movement Sunday morning, I had the wind was great. Like I was able to slide in. It's a cool little piece of property. I have like a creek access. So I snuck out of there and then got a bunch, had a bunch of things going on Sunday and it was getting to the time where I was like, I, if I'm going to hunt, I need to like get going. So we were like, good to go. My wife and Henry were actually going to go to the in-laws and have pizza over there for dinner. So it worked out great for that. And I just looked at Henry and I was like, Henry, where do you think I should hunt tonight? Should I go hunt by one of the food plots or, or hunt somewhere like where I hunted, you know, this morning, he's like, dad, where'd you see all those deer? Cause I saw like 10 does and a, a two year old mm-hmm. buck, you know? And he's like, you should just go hunt back over there. Cause that's where yeah. all the deer, well, that's where all the deer are. It makes and I was sense. like, you know what? You're, <laughs> you're dead right, dude. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to the story, which I'll probably, you know, I'll do in the other podcast, but yeah, essentially I did another hanging hunt in a tree I've never been in before just used the use the quartering wind like people talk about and Mm -hmm. this spot the spot is good because either between like right i I remember saying this to the gopro i was going to film everything but then i just left my camera in the bag because it was a debacle getting set up and i was like super late and i was like that camera is staying right in the backpack but uh i never say into it i was like i'm hunting here i feel good i'm glad henry told me to do that because sometime between now and like november this place blows up with sign like rubs yeah. and scrapes and i never had this deer on trail camera i shot him he was grunting he grunted so many times it was so thick i couldn't see him i thought it was a, a button butt grunt because i just <laughs> heard so many grunts and then he came out lip curling grunting oh, yeah. and bumped a doe oh, right do by that. me and i shot him at 23 yards like deep textbook yes wow. and then my whole season just went you know just sky high Right. So, well, that, I mean, a couple of things to take away that I want to kind of talk about with this last seven days, you know, yeah, the, the, the late teens of October are rough, but as you get to 20th and on, it yeah. starts turning on, you know, and you can, like you yeah. said, morning hunts are coming available, find those properties. Cause I, I think I just, so sometimes I struggle the last, you know, few days of October and the first few of November, cause I usually don't hunt much more than that both season. Cause I always go out of state you know, for like the, the premium times of November, I'm hunting in Illinois or wherever on the hunt trip. So I've just been behind. So mm-hmm. I'll go and scout a spot and they're just like, I'm talking, you know, shredded trees and, you know, fresh scrapes and my mock scrapes start getting hit. And then I go hunt and I'm like three or four days behind, you know? So mm-hmm. this year I kind of had the game plan. This is before everything else that happened to me, <laughs> the first bit of the year with the misses and the mess ups my plan was to try to get into this area in this, like as soon as the 20th of October hit and kind of throw mm-hmm. some hunts at it just to figure it out. Cause it's like, I know they're in right. here. I've seen good bucks. Just got to get it to figure out. And it, it, dude, it paid off in a big way. So 
I couldn't ask. I mean, it's tough to beat a big old buck that comes in and you put a great shot on them and you hear them crash and you get to go back to the house and pick up your brother-in-law and your wife and your kid yeah. and go blood trailing. And it's like, that's awesome. Yeah, a carpet of red blood. And it's, it's, it's tough <laughs> to beat that, you know, man. So, yeah. That's sweet. That's what it's about, man. Yep. Yeah. That's so, sweet. It can change yeah. in a, it can yeah. change in a minute, you know, three bad hunts well, in a row to all of a sudden the best hunt of the year, you know? Right. Well, <laughs> that's like that. that's what I was going to try to touch on is, you know, don't let like this, you know, like I said, I haven't had bad hunts, but I haven't had good hunts, you know, and just got to remind myself, like, don't let it discourage you. And like, I haven't been pushing into real good spots or anything. So it's like, you know, it can change just so fast and you, and you just got to keep your head in the game. And, you know, this is the time of year that we all dream about and, you know, come this, these next like three weeks. And it's like, this is what you dream about. Get your ass in the woods, hunt hard, hunt smart. Yep. And you know, let the cards fall where they may and don't, you know, don't have any regrets about anything. And, uh, you know, what's meant to be will be. Yeah. Keep that big smile on your face and enjoy. Yeah, it's hard though. You know, when you're, to the grind. when you're grinding and it's like November 9th and you haven't <laughs> seen a shooter, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God. Like, do I know what me. I'm doing? I do. That I know what I'm doing. Years ago. <laughs> yeah. That was me two years ago, man. There's a, that big one I told you about before with split mm-hmm. G2s on, in 2021. And, I didn't see him once and uh you know I was like tired of waking up early and this and that then freaking 10:45 on November 10th there he is 40 yards and you know just couldn't get killed it's yeah. like it can change that quick and during the rut you just got to you know tell yourself that so often and uh you know stay after it so yes sir all right but, well I want to touch base on what your plan is the next week is there okay. any days? Have you looked at the weather? Is there anything jumping? Yeah, the weather on sucks. I know. <laughs> the weather looks like it's gonna <laughs> suck. Um, yeah. So actually, like I said, I'm gonna hunt tomorrow morning, and then it's supposed to get warm. You know. So honestly, I'm gonna take these next few days uh, to really make sure I have everything dialed in on my bow the way I want it. Um, I like probably three days ago, I went to my one property. I had a camera that dead batteries, then two cameras that fell off the grid needed us two new sd cards so you know i already went and fixed them up on a day it was raining so take these days and like do that kind of stuff you know especially we're supposed to get some rain you know if it's gonna mm-hmm. rain that's a good time to penetrate a farm you know and read some sign um get your stuff taken care of uh i got a spot that i can't hunt um until like tomorrow actually is the day he told me i could start hunting at um and uh, so I'm going to go get a couple cameras up there and just read whatever sign I can, um, you know, and just, you know, take these next few days, like I said, and make sure that my bow is good to go. And um, this weekend, the weather was looking like it was going to get really cold. Um, but I looked today and it looked like it got pushed back. And this mm-hmm. weekend's actually going to still be a little warmer, but it's, it's still going to be like mid 50s and it's going to go from like high as 69 to mid 50s so that's good like good. if you're around yes. you should definitely hunt that yep. um, but i think i'm going to go up north to the cabin we got some things to do before opening day some cabinets to put in and stuff like that um but the following week like monday tuesday looks like it's going to be them 40s um yep. and so at that point i'm just going to be balls to the wall i love it hunt as much as i you know can and hopefully something works out you know yeah, dude, I you like it's like your mindset with that is exactly how I try to attack things too. I feel like it kind of goes in waves, you know, like yeah. you're saying, you're just saying you have like your game plan for early season. And then as you notice, your hunts are kind of slowing down. You're like, okay, take advantage of, like you said, warm weather or rain days to go like do your little scout, 
try to figure out where the deer are the deer are still moving there's just somewhere right. else or you never know when a new buck yeah. will come in you never know when a bully will like a lot of times right. these bucks will get the dominant buck will push other bucks around and or vice versa he'll come into an area like right. the buck i They're killed the pecking order yeah yeah the buck i killed i have never seen this deer if this is the deer i think it is this is i've only seen this deer three times while hunting and wow. like since 2019 so he is wow. he is just that and he's a bully and when he rolls into a property all my other deer disappear and wow. then all of a sudden they come back and then he's nowhere to be seen so yeah it's 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 a cool story and it's like it can change really quick but that was just i had a game plan like you had said the deer were not doing what they were doing earlier they were somewhere else i was fortunate that i have great access to the back door another property that's in proximity to the same neighborhood so i was like hey if they're not here then they must be somewhere else and then you circle the spot on the map it's like history has shown they're here this time of year with trail cam data or sightings and then you just go the, in there strategically the set up yep you go in there strategically yep. set up and follow the sign and good things can happen instantly so yeah, yeah that's encouraging no man. doubt but yeah, yeah thanks for yeah. doing this dude I, yeah this is great. no problem i wish i had uh better news to report no, hey, I <laughs> you mean, know for my hunts, but if you if you is, kill one, we'll do one like this, and it'll be as good news as it can be. So, oh yeah, I'll be yeah, I'll be a whole new man. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, this is if really relatable. Happens. This is relatable, you know. Like I like yeah. doing these because this is oh, like yeah. talking to you guys. We're just the same kind of people. We love hunting. We you know we got knock on door permission properties. Like I said, this buck I shot this buck on a property that I got permission on. And what's crazy is I still have yet to kill two big bucks in the same property. This yeah, is another yeah. property I've never shot one on and nice. got them. It's just, it's just, it's, that's like my circumstance, you know, you're, I mean, it's relatable. So it's good. It's good yeah. stuff. And, well, and and being relatable and like, you know, you look at both, you've had a great hunt obviously and you killed them, but you know, I put in a lot of time, a lot of effort and I haven't had that great hunt. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, I missed a couple of good ones early, this and that, but um, you know, a lot of people, like if you're listening to this and you know, you're seeing the, you're seeing the, you know, Michigan buck pole, you know, start lighting up with some bigger bucks and you're not having good hunts. It's like, that's a relatable feeling, you know, cause everybody has been there a lot, you know what I mean? Then you feel like it's starting to happen and you're like missing out on it or whatever. So, um, you know, just keep your head in the game and, you know, don't overpressure things quite yet. Yep. You know, let this warm front pass. And, you know, as soon as it gets cold, you know, start getting, start getting a little bit aggressive and, uh, you know, getting into some better spots, you know? Yes, sir. Well, this is my first buck of the bowl since 2020. So I did have two nice. tough years and yeah. what you're, yeah. what you're saying that's happened to you this year, that happened to me last year. Some just yep. great three-year-olds that you let go, but to let them go, they'd come four or five eventually, and then they can all pay off, you know? So yep. it's just, hopefully you're, you're 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 failing this year probably is how you feel but really you're having a great success because you're you know not many guys get the opportunity to pass the three-year-old deer which it's it's it's, i know what you mean because i've been there uh it's but we were trying to strive for another goal and you have to do some really tough things and it's like oh man it's it's hard like you said that one deer what would you say 28 yards 25 yards broadside and you had to let him walk uh yeah 25 yards 25. Yep. And I mean, he's that's... probably 130 inches yeah yep he's, that's a tough yeah, I mean, one. he's a 10 point fair amount of mass yeah i mean he's probably 130 um, yeah for sure if it's the one, yeah. one that you said yeah that's a good <laughs> yeah year. that 10 point yep. <laughs> yep. and then and then the eight point i passed was pushing 130 as well yeah um the guy who shot him he i don't think he's had him scored 
Um, but I'm going to ask him if I can go over there and score or whatever. And, you know, just For so sure. we see him. But, uh, you know, he's only like 14 inches wide, but his G2s are both like 12 inches. Yeah, and G3s boy. are like, you know, nine inches a piece. And, uh, you know, so he's he was pushing 132, I think. So it's like, yeah, it may, it's hard to pass, but it's hopefully hard. it pays off. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's, it, and, you know, I try to, like, I always told myself when I went through these, these, you know, a couple of years, like I had a five year drought one time. And then I went on a tear and then I had a, you know, two year drought. I was thinking it was projecting to be a three year drought. Like I was not feeling good as this year was going on, but right. I had, I always had to remind myself like, Hey, you you're not failing because you're having a plan. You're sneaking in there. You're, you know, you're accessing and you get an opportunity to shoot, uh, you know, you're, you're passing, but you're have a three and a half year old buck come by. I mean, you're learning stuff. You're that's, that's a win you know to an extent not the same kind of win as fist pumping yeah knowing you shot something but it still wins well you're you're learning and and you know one thing too like there's some spots that i go and sit where i might not even have a shooter but it's like i need to learn this area because this is a you know this area of the farm because if one does show up next year two years three years whatever it is down the road i need to know where i can kill them you know so if you don't have shooters that you're you know super excited about to go shoot you know, you should still spend a little bit of time, you know, learning some different things. Or if, you know, you're hunting a certain buck and you've hunted him hard for three days and you feel like you're putting too much pressure on a spot, go change it up and sit somewhere else and, and learn that yeah. spot, you know, that what kind of a stuff. great point, dude. That is exactly what I did last year. And yeah. the property I saw Mr. Krabs, the 10 point I missed this year, he was, I saw him yeah. three times on this property oh. and the property I killed my buck on this year is that property. And oh, I hunted wow. it the way I hunted it because of what I learned last year, how they Perfect. were using it. Yeah. Dude, it's you're preaching, man. That's like a great yeah. point. It's long game. We're playing long game here. So Yep, playing the long game and uh, you know, just freaking when the opportunity comes, hopefully hopefully it works out. <laughs> yep, smack them. All right, man. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for this. And uh yeah, hey guys, uh appreciate you guys keep following Michigan Wild and hopefully you like these little weekly updates. Sometimes they're you know structured a little different, but we're in the heart of deer season and uh i do want to kind of say going forward i know i'm at to kind of stockpile some uh podcasts because uh you know everyone's gonna be gone out of town hunting and stuff so if i do miss a week in there it's because i didn't quite get everything done in time but i'm trying my best to do it and i i do appreciate everyone giving this a listen it's been a lot of fun i mean dude i I love talking to you, Shane. I mean, doing this kind of stuff, it's getting me fired up, rejuvenated, yeah. you know, yeah, and exactly. learning. Yeah. It's just good stuff, man. Good yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like I said, I've been a little, not down, but just like, yeah, I haven't seen one of my shooters, man. And it's like, <laughs> I, gosh, it's, it starts getting to you after a while. And uh, yeah, just, you know, some reassurance and, you know, just knowing that things are about to get better and just yep. keep your head on it. Yep. You got time. It's, you know, we're doing this on Monday, the 23rd. Uh, yep. So, I mean, like you said, I mean, from what we've seen and learned in past history, I mean, like 24th of October on has usually been when I see one of my big guys. I don't always shoot yeah. them, but I get eyes on them. So yep. I'm rooting like for you. 20th, I think you yeah, yep, my date's yep. the 25th. I shot there you go, bud. my I, second biggest bow buck on the 25th and then um, a nice one on the 26th. And um, I had actually seen him the day before on the 25th. So that's where my head's at right now. Like in a couple of these spots where like I've had pictures of like that kicker 10, um, you know, he's been within an hour of daylight a couple of times. So mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like this is where he's going to show up that last week of October. 
And, you know, I've, like I said, I took a stab last night in that spot and he didn't show up, but I had a pretty good hunt, you know? So it's like, and I really don't think I hurt anything by doing it because he didn't show up, you know what I mean? Yep, and exactly. yeah, I think I got out of there, you know, probably without bumping him. Cause like the way I go out, like he should be the other direction. Obviously he might not be, but you know, when he shows up, he got to be there. And you'll be waiting for him. So next podcast round, hopefully know. it'll be the kicker 10 or the three footed, the three footed yep. bully buck or, or whatever we're going to call that one. They're gnarly buck. Or, he said, well, no, there's, he, he's, there's there's three of them there's oh, the three okay. the three foot kicker 10 and then the freak the, uh, freak, the freak is that's right okay yeah, they're the different the one i haven't had since the middle of september but gotcha. the neighbors have seen and uh yeah three good wrong. options yeah three possibilities yeah. it might happen yeah. and i hope you i just on needed there. one i'm just, <laughs> just asking one. for one you know just <laughs> one right. time that's all it takes yes sir well hey thank you guys thank you have a good week yep you too see you